0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast, bringing you encouragement and challenging believers to spiritual change and growth by applying biblical principles to everyday life. And now your hosts, Sasso Mendez and Ben Arellano. Welcome, everybody, to the Abundant Life Podcast. I'm here with my good friend and faithful servant of the faith, Sasso Mendez. Hey, Ben, what's going on? And this is episode I don't know. 43, I think, <laughs> we
1: have to introduce ourselves since you haven't heard from us in such a long time. This is also, awesome. this is Ben. All right, good. Got that out of the way.
0: Well, you know, so life's been busy. Uh, I got sick. You got sick. You ended up going to Israel, Israel for uh, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and And yeah, we just work and life. It's been, I, I don't even know when our last episode was. I think we got sick only like two months ago. I I think that was, was a while ago. But tomorrow. it was weird because I think I got sick and then you got sick. It's uh, been a long time. I don't think we kind of overlapped a little bit. But then there was a week in between, I think. And that's the week you were preparing to go to Israel. Mm, that was brutal. And, yeah. I and mean you, you were trying to catch up with work. You've had a lot of, yeah. a lot of change. And, uh, and so then, and then you went to Israel two weeks and then you came back and you got behind and it's, you've been playing catch up. So that was another week. Yeah, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, then Rebecca was really sick last week. Yeah, She got the IV. Did she get that at home or? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wow, home therapy. Wow. So you just call a nurse and they they come bring you. She an came IV? like in an hour. Wow. And then she gave her like her
1: personal information, just in case she need another one. I'm like at two fifteen a pop. I'm not going to get one every day till I feel better. Like, wow, I
0: already feel better right now. (laughs) No, thank you. So is this a service locally here in the valley? Or uh... It is. Yep. It's a nurse that works
1: in the um, ICU. And then she just comes out with her uh, IV pole, uh, sodium chloride bag, and then through some vitamin C and she was asking if you wanted these extras. I'm like, mm, how much how much is the extras? You know? <laughs> is vitamin C like ten bucks? I got like a ten dollar bottle at Costco with five hundred tablets.
0: And she like throw some ivermectin in there too? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> some Morse pills some hydrochloric and hydrochloroquine yeah. or what was yeah. it? Yeah, hodrochloridide yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah. So oh, wow. uh, she
1: may have COVID. I don't know. I don't even know if COVID's such a thing now, but you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you if you think about it, I mean, you guys were at it every single day, minimum of ten hours. I would say, I mean, I don't know how many steps you got in a day, but you were at it morning, like fifteen, yeah, I mean, morning till evening. I mean, so so, and then that was two weeks straight. You know, every day doing something, bam, bam, bam. So you got to think, like, you're tired. Your body is just like your your immune system probably is just depleted because you're tired. And so... Yeah, I was I,
1: popping the vitamin C, though, like chiclets, You know what I mean? I was just popping them in. So... Like for those two weeks? I brought I brought my vitamins oh, all with me. So I packed them all, all my vitamins. Nice. They v- thought it was drugs. So I had like 10 baggies. <laughs> so they I take a lot of vitamin supplements.
0: They didn't hold you up at customs? No. Okay. Okay.
1: I'll tell you the story a little bit later. But yeah, we got into the Knesset pretty pretty well. But yeah, it's no problem. Good. But we're, I mean, and then it's a nine-hour time difference as well. And then it's 20 hours of flying. So... It's pretty, I mean, I was exhausted getting there. but When I came back, I was ready to rock and roll. So I made myself sleep in the plane here from because I knew the next morning I had to get up to do my mom's, my mom and dad's grass. So I'm like, I got to get sleep because I can't be jet lagged and I got to go. I'm already behind at work. So I got to jump in full force. So yeah. I forced myself to sleep and I well, felt good coming home, except that Friday night. I, I felt bad because I think you're telling me prayer and so was, um, and you were falling, Brad, asleep. <laughs> and falling asleep. And I was falling asleep. I like, noticed. I was like, oh no. Oh, bro. Like, how long was I asleep? Like, because it's rude, right? Like, it's rude when people do it to you. But I truly, I mean, I had been up probably for 35 hours, 36 hours at that point. So, but I felt really bad. I'm like, oh no. You know, you just don't know. Because one time it was Larry and I in a group and Larry was praying. And I fell asleep while he was praying because Larry, because <laughs> it can go long sometimes. And so he quit praying. And I like, my mind's like, bro, it's your turn. And then I didn't know if I was asleep for 30 seconds, but I opened my eyes and Larry's eyes were still closed. I'm like,
0: cool. Uh, Dear Lord, thank you. And you know, so yeah, (laughs) that's how that's happened to me when, um, you know, pastor's giving the invitation and so he's praying and I fall asleep and then, uh, and then all of a sudden it's silent, you know, silent and I wake up and I'm like, Oh man, like, it, was I supposed to wake up a while ago? Is, is everybody looking at me? I'm like, I'm all freaked out. You just out. don't know, right? Are you don't yeah. Are oh, you, Raise your hand if you're not saved. And you're like, does he say saved, not saved? Raise my hand
1: right you now. Just don't raise it. Just <laughs> don't raise it. Just put your hand in your pocket. One in doubt, juicy. Hey, Ben, uh, I saw you. I said if you're born again and you didn't raise your hand. Can, can we talk, brother? Yeah. Like, oh, my bad. So, yeah. Anyway, so.
0: so this is Taco Talk and uh, so so how is the food? I mean, uh, you know, you're you're in a totally different country for two two full weeks. Yeah. Um, so you're away from, you know, the the normal food that you have here in the in the United States. Uh, so obviously no, no B-dubs, no, no poppies, Mm-mm. no, 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 water uh, Whataburger. No. So, you know, what, what, uh, what were you throwing down over so there? So what then? was
1: crazy is I went to, Mc, I mean, not McDonald's, God forbid. Um, <laughs> I went to In-N-Out yesterday because I had a burger and cheese since I've been back. Ooh. So it's been a while. So I was at work. I'm, I was craving it. So I went and I saw a pastor there at the In-N-Out with his mom. And uh, he came over to me and he said, hey, are you missing, you know, the buffets? because we would stop sometimes for lunch, and they would have these buffets. But, like, you think that's a great thing, but it was schnitzel, but schnitzel and, that didn't have any flavor, and a lot of Mediterranean salad items, which was good. Olives were amazing, and, but there's things I didn't recognize. Like, I rec- once I found out like what this rice was, I you know I just stuck to it and I got a bunch of it, um, and I said. I am not missing no buffets and I'm just thankful to have meat and cheese. Cause in Israel, you don't get meat and cheese together. Oh, that's right. So, um, but it was a lot of falafel, right? Uh, falafels like chickpeas fried and then pita bread. Um, and they think it's great. Like for them, it's like their Waterburger, And for me, it's like my McDonald's. You know, I'm like, uh. That's
0: like their taco, bro. Pita bread. Like pita bread. Exactly. With, that's their taco. Right? You put They put um, some, some sort of meat in there, right? Like lamb or something.
1: Well, so the pita has a, the falafel is pretty popular okay. so with the chickpeas. Okay. And then you can get the shawarma, which is oh, shwarma, chicken. Right, right, right. right. Um, and every time they said they had beef, they never had beef. I go and they, chicken, no beef, chicken. Beef, chicken. And I got so irritated one time. We went to Kuram and I was sick of the... uh, Chicken? Falafel. Oh, falafel. And I don't think they had chicken. They sold out. And they they go, chickpea, falafel? And I said, I saw French fries. I'm like, oh, cool. Can I have French fries? You want French fries with falafel? I go, no. (laughs) French fries. No mas. Like, oh, wrong language. Wrong language. (laughs) And so they... Because they speak Hebrew. And so he just... He put fries in a pita bread for me. I'm like... So it was like carb,
0: carb. You know what I mean? But... Uh, you burned that off quick. I mean.
1: Yeah, I, I like to think so. But that's the night we were going to Jerusalem, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, a lot of, like, healthy food if you want to eat. And Pastor even mentioned to me yesterday that they had, like, raw fish at breakfast. And that was so hard because you go to breakfast, right, and there's no bacon. There's no sausage. There's mm. just, there's eggs, and they have waffles and that. Oh. that oh. straight honeycomb, which is pretty cool. Like okay. Like sampson But... Uh, and all kind of fruit and vegetables that you could eat for breakfast. It was weird, you know. And then the last hotel they had omelets, but it, the two omelets, the omelets they had were cheese and onion. That's it. Mm. It wasn't much of an omelet bar, but uh, we're that, spoiled Americans. I mean,
0: I mean, at least you had eggs and waffles. I mean, yeah, and
1: pancakes. Which I, I mean, I don't. I'm not a big pancake guy unless we're going to Matt's. Matt has pretty good pancakes, but yeah. But it was just different. I think the hardest thing was not being able to go where you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like if I feel like a cheeseburger, I go to in and out Or if I feel like Buffalo Ball Wings, I go to Buffalo Ball Wings. If I feel like a salad, I go downstairs to the cafeteria. Right. But there's like, nope, we're stopping here and we're stopping at a gas station. And I'm like anti-gas station food. Although people tell me QT has great food. I, I just can't yeah, I, I don't know about that man. But if you have your choice, right? Frederico's across the street or QT, why in the world would you go to Q
0: T? Right, right. That's totally what I'm saying. Yeah. So well, they, especially on Taco Tuesday, you get the you get the dollar exactly. tacos. Yeah. I mean that they're even more expensive. Uh I think the tacos at uh Q T are more expensive than two forty nine. I believe so. I mean they have that new little like uh I mean it's not just the the, the you know the the taquitos or whatever on those rollers. Like they have the little kitchen in the back now, and you can order food wow, yeah, they have like <clears throat> they even have like brisket they have barbecue i I mean I've tried one of them and it's, it's not it's, Bucky's it's, it's not Bucky's definitely okay. it's definitely not like you know like a Rudy's or you know a famous Dave's or something like that or Dylan's or whatever um but I mean they have options you know if you want a quick snack if you're just popping in for gas you want to grab something you're just, you know. You don't want to stop somewhere else. But yeah, I agree. If you're right across the street from Frederico's, <laughs> it's yeah. a no-brainer. I know.
1: Well, the last time I went, we went on visitation and we got a drink. That's the last time I've been inside a QT in like a year. Oh, wow. So I typically don't go in there for anything. I bring my own tea. I spend money on stupid things, but not on... Right, That's right, kind of my dad. Right. I mean, he won't... I mean, I made like five bucks cutting lawn and I want to buy him a thirst buster. And he's like, save your money. He goes, but it's 39 cents. He's like, yeah, but that's almost a fifth of the money you just made. Go home and drink water. All <laughs> sad and disappointed, but I'll buy you one too. I don't want one. I'll drink water. So, um, but yeah, the food's totally different over there. I um, think you can eat healthy. Everything's fresh. The lamb was pretty amazing. Uh, every hotel they feed you breakfast and dinner, um, and we stayed like at a Christian kind of ran um, hotel. So they had the master's program. So John MacArthur oh, wow. has a program where the students spend a semester in Israel. Wow. And they stayed at that. So I had a girl come up to me and she said, Hey, I heard you speak in English. Where are you from? I said, Hey, I'm married. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't that kind of, it wasn't that kind of conversation. And I said, we're from Phoenix, Arizona. And she's like, Oh, are, you know, what are you guys doing here? And I go, well, we're with our church. And she asked me about the church and she's like, yeah, the master's program spends a year down here studying in Israel.
0: Wow. Like, That's really cool. Yeah, that is cool.
1: And that place had like awesome food. Like they made, they caught them something, but they're like little burritos. And it was smoked meat or just regular meat. Hmm. Super. Like they smoked the meat. Like it was, I don't know what it was, but it was Hmm. pretty amazing. Yeah, they had really good meat. So they had all these options baked potatoes. I didn't, I I pretty much half a plate was just stacked with meat, like Genghis (laughs) for me. No (laughs) vegetables, all meat. So yeah, it was pretty amazing. Wow. You can't go wrong with protein. No, no, you can't. And that that hotel itself wasn't super nice. um, But, I mean, there was like one or two we stayed at where it was pretty nice. You know, some of it were a little old, but I mean, you know, they were nice accommodations for sure. But yeah, gotcha. but the food was good. Awesome. But I think every you've seen everybody in the hotel that was eating with you. Um, and then we were like the gray bus, so we had to set, sit in these, you know, different tables. But it's just not like America. It's just different. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain the food. Um It's just totally different, totally Totally different different different, culture, different everything. And then we moved around, right? So we went to Tiberias and these small little towns where, you know, we went to literally like a stand of people or just a restaurant in the middle of nowhere serving three things and they ran out of two things. And so basically they served one thing (laughs) as a tour bus, right? What are you going to say? Like there's nothing. There's no options. Yeah, there's no options. Yeah. Well, so I'm just spoiled, man. You know what I mean? I'm so used to getting whatever I want. We're we're super spoiled. It wasn't. It wasn't like that. I had trouble just because I like water all the time or iced tea. There was no iced tea there. Ooh, I went like 10 Ooh. days without tea. Wow. I know. I got back, hit a Starbucks and got some tea. You know what I mean? I was like <laughs> fiending for my tea. So yeah, it was oh, just, wow. but just water, but they'd run out of water and you'd have to, I mean, I, so what you, did you drink? I mean, if you don't have water. I had to go look for it like at the middle of the night, like not in the middle of the night, but like 930, you know, Dave Davenport and I would, we went somewhere and they charge him like three bucks for a small can of Fanta and he gave me like two bucks and then he offered me beer and Rebecca's like, you just have a beer face. Everybody always offers me beer for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Satan tempting me, but man, everywhere I go, even in Israel.
0: But Fanta, I'm like, really? Like they import that from Mexico or what? Yeah, bro. So everything's in Hebrew wow. too. Really? So, he,
1: you know, uh, Dave and Rebecca had like a Google photo translate. So they put it to the label and then they would tell him what it is. Because okay. I had Doritos. It, you could see the Doritos, but it, did, it was like in Hebrew, so you're like. Probably didn't taste the I same I think either. it's cool. Yeah, a little different. I got, I got some Cheetos or something, and that was it. But I didn't. Yeah, but Dave got, the dude, like, we were talking, and so he's like, uh, two bucks for a huge water. And then Dave had a little eight-ounce can of Fanta, and he charged him like three bucks. Because wow. he, he wasn't cool with them, you know. Wow. His skin was lighter than mine, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it did my favor, you know. And well, the drugstore was about as big as a studio. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was no, the, it's like a CVS, like, bro, it's not even a CVS. <laughs> the bathroom was like that big at CVS, you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they hooked us up. He understood. But pretty much everybody speaks English, I would say. Well, okay. for the most part. Gotcha. Some, pe- like the, some people don't, but I'm yeah. trying to make a deal on jewelry over there with some guy. And, you know, Craig Hartman's like ask him for the big squeeze. And I negotiated just being cool with him, negotiated with him. And he's like, oh, "This is not even the Hartman squeeze. This is," he said, "his name squeeze. This is like my best offer." But, <laughs> and then I was scared to go back
0: because I, you know,
1: I was decided right, not right, to do it, right. and then I don't want to make eye contact with him. Or, you know what <laughs> I mean? So It'd be awkward. I already said goodbye. You know. Yeah. I won't say goodbye again.
0: Well, let's get into some content here. Uh, really, no content today. What? What? Um, we we kind of have a special episode today. Um, but before we get into that, I uh, just want to remind you guys to visit us at AbundantLife.fm. And you can uh, listen to all of our episodes there. We've got uh, uh, we've got a resources page, and uh, we have if you click on the little taco at the lower right hand corner, you can see some of our food reviews. <laughs> um, and so you can also follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And so with that, uh, what we're gonna do today is we're gonna we're just gonna have a, a kind of a a twofer episode. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about Israel, but uh, we have uh, we have Good Friday coming up, and we also have. Uh, uh, Resurrection Sunday coming up. So we're, we're going to kind of mix this in together. Um, so I'm going to let Sasso kick us off uh, with uh, with his Israel trip. And so uh, Sasso, take it away, bro.
1: Yeah, and just, a, I mean, a lot of things to uh, digest there from the trip. And uh, we hit the ground running. We, and we flew here, out of here at about 11 o'clock a.m. On Sunday, we got to New Jersey about 5 o'clock. I mean, we could see the Statue of Liberty. I couldn't, but Rebecca could from her side. So being like the adventurous people we are, we're like, hey, we got like four-hour layover. Let's take a cab and just go over there and check it out. But I could see the ire of pastor's eyes burning a hole in me. So I'm like, hey, we're going to miss. You and we're not lie. there to see Statue of Liberty right? We should sure go to Israel. So. Right, right, right. Um, and then we left there. We were supposed to get on the plane at 10, but they had to clean it. And we're like, what takes so long to clean it? People trashed the plane. And it's a massive plane, right? So... They didn't clean it till 1130. We didn't get on in the air until about 1130. And then we got into Israel. So that's 1130 p.m. New York time, Eastern Standard, um, on Sunday. And then we landed in Israel at 345 local time Monday. Wow. And then they picked us up in the bus. And uh, it's funny because they're like, you know, do you guys have any just important questions right now? Because we're getting ready to go to the hotel. And then somebody raised their hand. Yeah, what is the uh, bus Wi-Fi password? You know, this? <laughs> I was like, oh, man, we're already starting, bro. Already starting. Like, it's going to be a long two Where's weeks. the cinto? Where's the cinto? <laughs> so we got to the hotel. They kind of give us itinerary the low down. And you are going to take a shopping. And this is the place we're going to see. And uh, we didn't realize it, but we were butted up to the Mediterranean Sea at our
0: hotel. Because you got there in the evening. So you probably didn't Correct. see Correct. Right? We couldn't
1: see. It was dark. It was raining. It was dark. It was probably like 730 when we got to the hotel. Um, that night. And then we walked around, somebody had got held up in customs. I'm not going to say who, but, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. He, he wasn't forthright in telling us or not forthright, but he just didn't share that uh, information with us. Um, so we didn't leave the airport till like 5:30, probably like six o'clock. Whew, wow. So we were waiting there for a long time. And so. then we finally got to the hotel and, uh, we woke up and we could see the Mediterranean sea it was cloudy, but still beautiful. And um, we went to our first couple of stops and uh, we went to Mount Carmel where Elijah and the prophets of Baal and where he fought them. And um, it was very foggy because you, you couldn't see the valley, which was disappointing because you couldn't see like where the battle, you know, would have took place and things like that. Um, and then we went to Megiddo, right, which is pretty popular. Armageddon. Right? Armageddon That's, where they think. Yep. And uh, so I'm just going to start off. We We, we got to have a verse, right? We have no Webster's dictionary today but that's fine, right? No 1828. Right, right. But just Deuteronomy 8, 7, the Bible says, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks and fountains and springs that flow through the valleys and hills. And uh, that's kind of what I look back on that trip, right? Is (laughs) just see um, how God blesses people and um, to see how the battles that were won and um, how Megiddo and there's going to be where, you know, back in the Bible it talks about they're going to split the liver and the liver is going to like tell him a sign of what to do. And it's going to give
0: him a false reading and saying, go to war. So, so what, so what is that? I know that, uh, probably some of our viewers don't understand what that is, the splitting of the liver. What is, what is, what is that? Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah. So I, I, I should remember the town Rebecca, I should have brought Rebecca's book, but she
1: had all these notes in there. Um, so it's, I mean, it's the walls of the city. So it was the walls. I should know this. Go back. Um, maybe a Solomon or, and to go back to the walls, when you entered the gate, it was meant that you had to come in at an angle because you're right-handed and you came at an angle and they were at advantage because they could already see you coming and they would attack you. So left-handed, I would have been like a baller in (laughs) those days. You know what I mean? They wouldn't They wouldn't see me coming. Yeah. Like, boom, I got you. Um, And I guess in those days they would have this big, huge altar that's still there that they uncovered the ruins of this huge altar. Oh, wow. Um, that they would go on and they would, they would, get the liver of the animal and split it open and read it like kind like of like sorcery, a, like, to, like, like tarot cards or something. Yeah, like exactly. Okay. And they would okay. tell them like, go to war, whatever or not. Um, and then how they brought it up into the end times when they're going to do that very same thing prophetically. And it's going to tell them to go against God, to go fight. <laughs> it's time to wow. fight. And that's when he said the blood's going to come up to the bridle of the horses what? and it's a massive oh, Valley. Oh, it's wow. huge, but they're going to come up against him and he's going to, it's going to be the final war, slaughter right? the slaughter. And it's going to tell them a false message, which they're a false message, right? Right. Um, so that was cool, just to kind of look at that and say, like, wow, because you read about it in the Bible, and you can see it on people. Like, well, I can go to Google Maps and see everything. Like, yeah, but it's just not the same to 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 look at it and take it all in. And um, and even before we went there that day, we went over Tyre. Tiber- so the, that day we went to a Bethlehem, um, where Jesus, you know, would have not Bethlehem, sorry, Nazareth, where he would have, you know, as a kid. And they kind of recreated, you know, things from that that era. Um, and it was just cool how they did things and just the olive press and the weights they used. And the first press was for the, you know, for the Lord. Second press was for um, cooking. And the third press was for the oil and the lamps and how they did things methodically. And wow. um, that was cool. And, then those that, were, and those were all in Nazareth?
0: Mm-hmm. All three all three of the presses?
1: Well, no, just so every press, all the press has weights on it. So the, the first weights is for the, gives it the first uh, squeeze. That's just I got how you. they did I got things. Right? I yeah. got you. I got you. I got you. So they did it, so well. it wasn't three different presses. It was, Correct. It was yep. the just the one. The and weights. The, okay. Yep. And they talked about the synagogue, too, which you think in the synagogue, we think of the church, but to them it was
0: it was a meeting place too. It was like right. a place of um it was teaching right i mean the rabbis would meet meet in there and they would read the scrolls right
1: well, they would too, and then also just like you know like a town hall hearing they would have it in there in the synagogue okay. it would just okay. wasn 't strictly for religious purposes activities right. They, right. they also did you know just city council things as you would say okay um and then we went to that night. I was, I mean, I was done. Anytime I got in the bus, I was crashed. I was so tired, <laughs> probably because I was getting ready so much to get there to that to that point that I was just, I
0: was tired. Well, it's got to be, it's got to be sort of mental too, right? I mean, because you're taking a lot in, you're intaking in, in a lot of information, and you're trying to process it too at the same time, and you're trying to think probably like scripture. How does that line up? And I mean, there's just a lot of processing going on in your brain i mean so that on top of the physical activity that you're doing just walking around and looking around i mean taking it all in. i mean it's it's got to be like tiring bro. well they're constantly talking to you too so, so the, you're in the, the bus the tour guy the tour yeah. guy okay and he's engaging you and
1: he said in the beginning he said if one person's listening that's enough so like i get it if you zone out whatever there's no <laughs> phones right i didn't get i didn't turn on my data right, i don't even right, want to pay charges right, i just left right. it in airplane mode the whole time and, uh, and I should have said our first stop was Caesarea Philippi and um, where the Apostle Paul was in prison. And yeah. you could see where the, the chariots came. Um, you could see a lot of the old ruins there. You saw where, where the prison was. And that's what the gentleman, the, the guy, he was a Russian. Um, he came from Russia, but to Israel when he was like a teenager. Okay. So he was a, he's an Israeli, but he came back over, um, his parents did. And he was talking about like America... I shouldn't say America, but Western viewpoint of the Bible is it's symbolic. Um, it's a lot of symbolism in there. He yeah. said, but what you don't realize is the Bible is very, very literal. Um, he's not. And I, I, we saw that throughout. And just like he said, the Apostle Paul was in prison right here. He would have been able to hear or see out and see them running the race. Ah. See them horses in battle. See them. Participating, see people coming. I've run the race. I fought the good fight. He's looking out his window, yeah, yeah, and he's applying what he's seen to how God's speaking to him, to us, so that we can understand. Okay, to run the race, and for them to run the race, a lot of those people that were in that race did it. They won.
0: They lived. They lost. They died.
1: Yeah, there was no.
0: And he's made um, he made several interest or inferences to uh, kind of analogies to running the race of life, right? Apostle Paul. Yep. Yeah.
1: And that's what my team tells me. I you have, you know, you use, whatever, you use all those for, um, I forget what you just said. But, um, you know, you use an example for everything. Like you relate it to all kind of things. And that's kind of what the Apostle Paul is looking at the race and he's telling people. Yeah. Um, and they didn't always wear clothes in those, you know, them days and stuff.
0: Well, that's how they ran faster, right? Because they didn't have shorts. They didn't have no spandex. Well, or- I said,
1: put, put aside the weight. Yeah. That's so easily beset you. He's talking about besetting sins. Mm. And Paul's talking about them
0: running the So they didn't just the grip race. their loins. They took it all off. At times, yeah. I, timed, yeah wow. I would imagine so. Wow. Yep. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick uh, commercial break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to continue. Hello, I'm Pastor Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You can't change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom at Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, that applies the life transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life dominating sins and addiction. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. Please join us. For more information, please visit us online at getvictorytoday.com. That's getvictorytoday.com. And we're back. So uh, you, you went to Caesarea Philippi, what, and what was next?
1: So, and that's when we went, to the, um, we went to Mount Carmel, and then we had lunch at, I should remember, it's a set, certain sect of people that they believe in their own religion and reincarnation and all
0: that. But we had the schnitzel, that's what the buffet was. It wasn't the Sadducees, because they don't believe in the, they don't believe in no. the resurrection. <laughs> no. So it was not the Sadducees. Uh, um, and then
1: we, so Mount Carmel was really cool, it just was very foggy. So you really could not see so, a whole, so, whole lot. So, so biblically, what, what happened to Mount Carmel? Remember the prophets of Baal had gone against Elijah. So that's, um, where, he,
0: that's where he slew the 400 prophets of Baal. Correct. Mount exactly. Karma. He chased okay. them. Wow.
1: And uh, what you realize is how far he chased them down the mountain. Like these dudes were in shape. You know what I mean? Like they... They walk everywhere. They they yeah. yeah there Elijah was no there was no, old, there was no Uber. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he got after him. But I mean, it was a far distance where he chased him down the hill because that hill is it's high. Mount Carmel is pretty. It's it's way up there. Even though you really couldn't because the fog. And when the fog cleared up later days, you could see like he he was up there. Um, and now he mocked him. Right, call upon your God. And, right, and he, he's and then, sleeping. Your God's yeah, sleeping. Yeah, Maybe yeah, he's asleep. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you should wake him up. Yeah. Um, and so that's where he cast down the prophets of Baal. Okay. Um, so which is really cool. I, I mean, I slept through all the way up there, and then uh, I was awake, and then I went back to sleep once we got up there. And uh, it seems like there's, um, you know, other religions that build temples. Um, and that's what I noticed everywhere we went. If something happened
0: there, there was, um, you know, the, the Catholic religion put a, a shrine to it. Okay. Um, so would these would these be the high places that are spoken of? When they, when, they, when they talk about the high places, they would build, you know, like, wouldn't they build, like, uh, idols or... Would they be like a temple to the for an idol or or is that is that kind of what that's referring to?
1: Um So when we saw the high places, so we went to Dan, right, the the tribe of Dan, what God what it, God had given them. Um So when that, that's a, I'll, I'll get into that story too. But okay, my bad on Jeff. No, it's okay, it's okay. So they, the, it was mostly like an altar that they built, and it was a high place. It literally was not a symbolic high place it was it was
0: a high place it was high You like go a,
1: up correct you would go yeah. up to offer the sacrifice okay so it's the highest point um when we went to dan to see that high place you could see lebanon so lebanon was like you looking from here to the church that's how close lebanon was okay so to the, israel they're super, super close half a mile yeah they're bordered so things pop off they're they're, they're right there yeah yeah yeah. so they have like kind of not a not peace treaty non they don't have really have a treaty but they've kind of agreed to not blast on each other yeah um which is what we were thankful for um so you see it's a literal high place okay and to get into dan so i guess there's not really a day by day excuse me there's not really day by day but to get into dan how god had given the tribes of dan the tribe of dan of you know children of israel Mm -hmm. he'd given them a coastal land um while they didn't like it and so they moved to this place um Let me see. I looked it up here real quick to to kind of give you um, the exact. But he gave them a place that was the portion assigned to the tribe of Dan was a region west of Jerusalem, Um, and then they later moved and took the city of Laish, renaming it Dan. Okay. And that's where God had given them this land. You know, like if God gives you something, right, right? That's it's good. It's good. Right. But they moved from the coast region up to this Dan, and that's where they set up the high places that you can still see the high places and how they sinned and how they went against God because they didn't take what he had given them. They thought there was a better. And I think of brothers and sisters that have moved away from our church. Our church is not perfect, but I feel like, Hey, this is where God leads us. This is the, the gospels preached there. The church is true to the word of God, right? No right. church is perfect. Right. Right. And I think it's you know it's a biblical church, um, and I've grown tremendously there. And people move away to a different state without even considering the church.
0: Or if they have a church. If they even have a church. Right. It's
1: not even a thought oh, in their mind. Right, right. And how, you know, I see them struggle. I see them not going to church or not, you know, walking with God like they did here. And, and you can walk with God anywhere, but if God's called you to a place, unless he calls you away from it, then you should stay. Um, and the tribe of Dan, how they went from where God, they went for the greener pastures that God did not have for them. Mm-hmm. He didn't call them there right, to right. Laish. La if Craig Hartman hurt me, he'd be like, la
0: You know, he, <laughs> It's a rough, yeah, but, yeah, and yeah. that's
1: just something that, and those were everywhere you went, there was kind of a moral story of how God worked or how people were punished because they didn't obey or they, they sought their own way. And just, if you look back to when, you know, they, put Saul as king, right? That wasn't God's plan. They wanted an earthly king like other right. nations. Right. And he's like, okay, I'll give you what you I'll want. I'll give you yeah. what you want. And yeah. it's not what you're going to want. Right. And so that was one thing. And so it was actually a high place. It was up, you had to go up literal. to it. So wow. it was a literal high place. Okay. And that's what things just came enlightened to me. It was like, wow, these were literal things. Literal things, right. Jesus literal. talked about. Um, so that next day we went to, uh, that was Tuesday. And then Wednesday we went to uh, Tiberias. We drove Tuesday night to Tiberias, which... I didn't realize that. that's the Sea of Galilee. But they call it the Lake of Galilee. It's more aptly named. It's not really a It's not a right, sea. It's a lake. It's not big. It's really not. Um, but if you're out there, the weather, I mean, it was raining. It was the winds were a little bit. And you could see how in that area, how it gets stirred up and how Peter would have been scared or they would have been scared with the disciples on the boat. The like temp- Lord,
0: When the tempest came.
1: Exactly. And just like, Lord, you, you know, before the podcast, we we're kind of talking about some things that are going on in our country that brings about those same concerns. Right. And, uh, just, Lord, do you not care that we perish? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we, we worry. Yeah. And, um, you know, we have a picture here where Jesus lays, is putting his hand in the water and getting Peter up mm. out of the water. Cause he was sinking cause he took his eyes off Jesus. And uh, we went on the sea of Galilee, which is really cool. Did you try to walk on the water? No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> absolutely not. And, and I don't think it's really that deep, but I mean, obviously it's, it's still a big lake, you, but if you were probably in really good shape, you know you could probably swim from one side
0: to the other. I wonder if Jeff would have um, if Jeff would have gone. I wonder if he would have tried to fish it. You know what they, what I mean? they had nets. The, Did they?
1: The fishermen had nets, and he he cast it out, and he had a fake fish and tied the net. He pulled the <laughs> net up. I think he's pulling a leg, but yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, and then we sang and we danced. I saw a Pastor, you know, doing a Jewish jig. What? You know what I mean? If you look on Instagram, wow. uh, there is a picture up there by uh, Brittany who has a picture of us cutting a rug. Some of us and the pastor had a good time and they're believers on the boat and um so that was really cool and they talked to you know i don't i think i don't know if it was pastor or not gave a you know they had a pulpit there and he kind of gave a challenge cool on the sea of galilee wow. from the boat yeah from the boat out on the out on the out wow. on the water i think That's, we were out there for about an hour okay um and so we you know they played you know music and we did the I didn't know what I was doing. I was just moving my legs. Was it Jew- like Jewish style music or yeah? It sounded like a Greek wedding, honestly, because oh, really? of the Mediterranean. I don't know. Right, yeah. right. But that was really cool, just to be out there. And um, wow. we had Christian giving. He was, had the tip bucket because he's like six five, you know. But uh, <laughs> but he's a kid, you know. He's he has a he's a teddy bear at heart. Right. right. Uh, had a good time with him. Um, but before we went to see Galilee, we went to a place called Mount Tarbell. and uh, Mount Tarbell is where Jesus would have. You know when they go into Galilee or Tiberius um, at the Sea of Galilee that they would have had to have walked through that valley and that Valley no joke I mean it's deep valley and uh just think Jesus came you had to walk through there to get to the gal you had to, you had to do it you just it just so they you know you think of Peter and all the people that went through that area um that was pretty amazing and you see how Jesus looked over the city right and wept because he saw him a sheep with no shepherd and you got to see where I don't know where Jesus prayed, but he could, and from our vantage point, we could see the whole city, and so he wow. looked upon it and prayed over it, right? And just to me, that was powerful. Like, wow! And then he came down, and even when he ascended, right when he when he died and was resurrected, he came through that to the Sea of Galilee to speak to Peter, cook him fish, and basically, he Peter was the first person he saw there, and to welcome him and says, you know, you're going to do great things for me, and um, that was really interesting. Our guide had pointed out that pe- people say Peter was fearful. That's why he denied Jesus. And I've always thought that too. Like, it makes sense. right? And right. She's like, if Peter cut the ear off, right, do you think he was fearful? I'm like, no. But Peter, I mean, you, you think of all these people that put their faith and trust in Jesus, and he's dead. And you're just as devastated. And Peter's devastated. And he went back to what he knew, fishing. So he was out there fishing when Jesus came and saw him. Jesus knew he obviously where he'd be. Because that profession they said was like you know he had, he made he made good money um, being right. a fisherman, right. and he basically restored him. And of course they put a church there. And I mean it was cool. You put your hand in the water and you got to see where Peter's mother in law,
0: where they think she lived, and you got to see the ruins. And so, so you think that so you're saying that Peter um, was not fearful, but he was more frustrated, frustrated because the, his messiahs, like he, he was expecting a conquering king. Not a correct not a saving Messiah who's gonna die. And
1: I would him. I wouldn't say he was frustrated or he but he lacked belief. Like he uh. he thought his the hopes that he had were gone. You know what I mean? Like he had put all his hope into Jesus Christ and now he's dead. The right. person he had followed right. and listened to and was he,
0: discipled by was no longer there. And that's what most mostly what the Israelites were hoping for a king that would relieve them from the, the Tyranny of the Romans, the Roman oppression. Right. So it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily that they were thinking about a a savior saving them from their sins. It was a, it was a physical salvation that they were looking for. And interesting enough, and I was gonna get into this a little bit, but we'll get into it now since we're on the subject. But
1: if you think about it, there's, they're looking right now for someone to rid them of the oppression they face in their own land. Um, and they're looking for that Messiah still, that's already come.
0: So these are from the Palestinians, so an oppression from the Palestinians Correct. and surrounding countries. You've they're, got Turkey, you've got Iran. They're looking yeah. for someone to save them. Wow! Like
1: if they felt they had no oppression, the things would be good. Just like people think, if Trump were in office, all our financial woes would be good, right? They're putting on a person <laughs> yeah. instead of God, yeah. instead of Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, and they're still doing that to this day. They're wow. still ripe for looking for the Messiah. You know, still in that area because they still face oppression in their own land. Um, and so that was really cool to see that, see where Jesus prayed, to see the Sea of Galilee. Um, I'm not mystical like that. So it doesn't, I don't get into like these were Jesus, Jesus, may have walked. He, he could, I could have walked in the same steps, but I feel like Jesus isn't within me. Right. The Holy Spirit right, occupies right. my body and he's right. with me all the time. Right. So that, I mean, that didn't, I wasn't, I mean, to some people it was very powerful, like oh man like this is where he walked
0: but and it's kind of nostalgic though that he he potentially walked you walked where he potentially yeah. walked but you looked out at the I sea mean, where he went right you looked yeah. out at the sea where he walked well I mean when you even when you were in Nazareth I'm sure Nazareth isn't a big area no very right? small so I'm sure yeah. at some point you were you know what I mean but it's just kind of neat to you could have, to know yeah. like this is where Jesus like it's just cool like I get it you're not it's not mystical like oh he's you know got remnants here or whatever he, like you yeah. said he's in you yeah, <laughs> he's, exactly. he's everywhere yeah
1: Yeah, but it's like kind of looking and seeing what he saw. Like he saw all this with his
0: eyes, right? Obviously in
1: the houses, but still the the land, and you see the mustard seed and how he spoke about it. Right? If he had the faith of this mustard seed, you could move mountains, and it grows everywhere. And you see it grow everywhere. It's all on the side of the mountain. Right? You see Herod that moved a mountain, literally moved a
0: mountain. That's insane. He built it and moved it. So, about how big is is the mountain? I don't know. It's pretty big. (laughs) I mean, it's as big as like, like the, the, behind the church. I would
1: say it's three times that size. Wow. Okay. If not more. Wow. And it's like cut in half. It's not like a perfect shape, but you could see it. So as he's preaching, he's showing them literally pointing to, Hey, this is where if you had the faith of this mustard, see
0: that I'm look, you're all seen. You could move that.
1: And they're like, you know what I mean? So it's like, wow, that's that's, that's Again, cool.
0: literal. It was a literal moving. See, in my mind, when I read that, I think to myself, like, well, God can do anything. He, If God wanted to, he could, you know, lift a mountain and move it. You know what I mean? That's how I thought of it, too. Yeah, exact exact I've always way. thought of it. So that's interesting. So, so, so yeah. it's, it's, it's quite literal. And that's
1: like in Bethlehem area, which we didn't go to. You could see it. He just kind of said it's not attractive and it's not worth a day going because you got to switch drivers. You got to get permission because it's like a Schedule C place that's not you're not allowed to just, and that's, what's funny in Israel. You just can't, you can't just go anywhere. Yeah. I'm going to the West side. Like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a <laughs> checkpoint there. You know what I mean? You just can't go. Um, um wow. I mean, so that was cool. And we spent uh, th- like two or three days in that area. And then we went to, this is, this is going to kill me. We went to, um, it's basically across the, the, you know, galaxy of Galilee. Um, I should know what it's called, but it's another, we went to and just a different perspective, and from there, you could see where Moses would have, the mountain where Moses would have looked off and saw the promised land um, that he, before God buried him. And um, that, was, that was pretty cool. And then we saw where the Damascus Road, which is awesome, right? Wow. Where Apostle Paul, Paul walked. It, where, where he got saved. Where he got saved, where Jesus struck him down. and where yeah. It's huge. It's a long way to walk to cut across there. And um, in that area, they had a big battle of the israelis and um and they were outnumbered it's so bad they should have lost and god was with them and they had a battle and they won and they still have tanks and memorials set up wow. for people that lost their lives in that by the damascus road over there
0: Damascus is still a city right today is damascus still a city or no
1: I think so I don't know I'm terrible at uh, world geography I don't even okay. know where
0: uh, Tucson is
1: but um yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you I I want to say that was, uh, forgive me, I was terrible, Syria, that you looked out over, that you could see there, you know, the city over there. Um, but yeah, it's super close. Um, I mean, you can Google it probably if you want. But uh, it just was a, it was really cool. I mean, it was very cold in that area. And uh, if you read in Psalm 22, the bulls of Bashan, uh, that's where it's at. It's right there. And you see, you see still cows grazing there. And Jesus talked about that in Psalm 22 about the bulls of Bashan. And, um, I once did a study on that with the, in the Sunday school class. Um, so that I was just cool just to see that I'll come to light and I'll come to, um, it just came alive to you. And then we went from there and then from there we went to Qumran, um, which is where they found the Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm. Super interesting story, how that happened. And, um, Israel became a state in 1948. Right. And, uh, There was a great flood, that uh, not great flood, but a lot of rain showers. So that area is desert, right? That's right by the Dead Sea. It's hence the Dead Sea Scrolls. But I mean, it's still a distance away from the Dead Sea. You know, it's probably maybe ten miles away, five miles away, something like that. And uh, it was very dry in that area. And a a boy had um, lost a sheep. Was looking for a sheep, and because it was so, it rained so much in that area that they the shepherd boy came down to that area and he was looking for a sheep through a rock in a cave and heard a glass break. So he's like, Oh, there's pottery in there. So he went in there and this is where he found the dead sea scrolls and they were just leather rolls. And, uh, he took it home and his dad said, Hey, take it to, you know, the guy that I forget the guy that makes shoes. My mind's not there. Yeah. For the cobbler cobbler. Thank you. The cobbler and the cobbler's like, I can't make shoes out of these. And so he hid them under his bed <laughs> And uh, somehow they became to museum. They purchased them. Wow! Purchased them back, and then they realized hey, this is the these are the Dead Sea Scrolls, and that was in Qumran, where these people had you know over a thousand years had had been writing the scriptures. And I believe Esther was the only book that was not written in the Dead Sea Scrolls that they did not copy for whatever reason. Um, and how how God be, when Israel became a nation flooded that area, so the shepherd boy would come all the way down and discover. The Dead Sea Scrolls, like he had a plan from when Israel became a nation, and said, "This is my word that I preserved for my people, Israel." Um, And how that all came together is is, is like, wow, it's pretty amazing how God. Not only did he work then, he works now, and he worked in Israel becoming a state, and how he had his hand on his people, and um, how he brought them into a good land, and I think that's what one thing that really stuck with me is that the, the the people of Israel. This is this is not like a America where I think we fought for our nation because we had patriotism, um, but for them they fight for their nation because that's God's promise to them. God's that's their land that's that their God's land. given them. Right? It's their God given land. Literally, yeah. So here we we're you know patriotism in our country's dying sadly, but there it's it means something to them. Yeah. Just like when they got rain, they called it blessing. Like we yeah. got blessing today. We're getting poured on and we don't feel like it's a blessing to be honest with
0: you. We're, we're wet. It's an inconvenience. It's an
1: inconvenience. And we complain and they're like, but in the fam <laughs> in the desert, right? Yeah. And <laughs> the famine times when God brought rain, that was his blessing. That was his yeah. divine favor right. of watering us. We had water to drink our animals, our plants grew and we complain about it and they call it blessing. We get blessing today. And it's like, wow, it is right. It's a, and it's a different perspective. And I think that's what changed for me in my mind. A lot of it was just God turning my lights on to say, get the right perspective of who I am, where, where I called you to, where I promised my people, and it's my promise has been fulfilled. And my mm-hmm. people dwell in the land that I have promised them. It's the promised land, right? Um, so later that day, I, I know I'm not going to in order, I'm mess, missing things, but we were going to Jerusalem. And uh, we're in the bus and it's, you know, we're, we're all tired and we're ready to get to our hotel, whatever. And uh, we're going to Jerusalem. And I, I, I don't, for some reason, I never thought of Jerusalem, like this huge deal. It's just a place in the Bible. Uh, I, I know it sounds silly if you, you know, sorry, uh, but just being honest with you. And we go through the, t- and they start playing this song on this lady. And uh, we go through the tunnel. As soon as we exit the tunnel, there's Jerusalem and then, she, it's, it's like time perfectly. As soon as we come out of the tunnel, Jerusalem, she starts say, you know singing oh, wow. real loud. It matches perfect and you can wow. see the city. Wow. You can see the Temple Mount. You can see the Dome of the Rock. Mm. You can see, it's just a clear, sun's up, sun sun's setting and it's just a perfect, wow. it was just a perfect viewpoint of it. And um, you can see the Mount of Olives. You can see Gethsemane. You can see all that. Wow. Um, and it's just like, wow, you know, this, to, to the children of Israel, this is where they came and worship. This is where the temple was. That's where everybody they would make yeah.
0: their 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 pilgrimage to. To exactly,
1: wow. and I said, as believers, right? You know, I, you know, Ben, hopefully you get to go and to Israel in a couple years if Lord has us. My mother in law thinks we won't be here. I wouldn't be sad if we're not, right? Um, Same, but one day we'll be there, right? We'll be in the new, new Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Yeah, Amen. So just how powerful, and I just I did I, I was silly to not to. Think through that, like to say, like, and then I read in the Bible now and they hear, see Jerusalem, like, oh, I, I can see it in my mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's, uh, let's take a quick break, break and uh, we'll be back.
1: Are you looking to apply God's truth in a practical way to your everyday life? Stay in the Fight is a weekday devotional written by Sasso Mendez. This short three minute read looks at a verse of scripture and applies it to life in a very real and transparent way. Sasa's blog style writing is humorous, relatable, and a great way to align your thoughts with God's word. Visit stay in the fight. Dot online and subscribe to get notified by email. When it releases each weekday, stay in the fight is a great way to keep God in your focus. And it's easy to share with others. That's stay in the fight. Dot online.
0: And we're back. Okay. So, so you're in Jerusalem and, um, uh you you, you you kind of explored Jerusalem a little bit. I know you went to Dome on the Rock and I know uh that, we couldn't that was, go inside, was quite an experience. Unless you converted to Islam. But you couldn't yeah, you couldn't go in the temple, but you no could thanks. go in the, the little air, the area outside of you it. You were close.
1: You could touch the doors. Yeah. But it's not really the Dome of the Rock is not a is not a mosque. It's it's just more of a I forget how to explain it. It's it's a jab at the it, well, Yeah, it's, it's exactly <laughs> yeah. but it's like a tribute more so than it's not a church. Gotcha. That people don't go in there, and, and then you went down to the west, the west, west the, wall. the the um, the mosque is like I think it holds a hundred thousand people in there. It's really huge, really yes, and that's the gates of the wall where you can see out. And okay, there's a lot of cool facts. Like some of the stones are 48 feet long, which is amazing. That's insane how they the, move that. Stuff. The gates of the wall are like 20 stories high. In the Bible, you think of you know Jericho. Um, we saw Jericho too, and you know I think I thought of the walls being like 20 feet high. No, well, they're like 15 20 stories like and they're huge and wide where people live inside of them i mean they're wide so Rahab
0: enough. that lived in the wall literally lived, lived in, in the wall, wall. yeah her house was and in the wall and there was
1: resources there to if they went to battle um, yeah, no. It was wide. It wasn't just a skinny wall. It was you know like we have walls dividing our homes. It was it was well.
0: Huge. It's funny because you think about like you know we're going through the Book of Nehemiah. You know, pastors preaching through Nehemiah, and you know he goes back to build the walls. And I'm thinking like you know we have center block walls surrounding our houses. You know, I'm thinking okay, this is a, probably a bigger wall, but I I can't imagine huge stones. Yeah, how did they? And, and how, I don't know how they moved. I mean, we can. That's probably a whole nother. Episode. And I saw the dung gate talking about Nehemiah. You see where the dung gate right. was, you know, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah.
1: you showed up late for work and that was your job <laughs> for the day. You know what I mean? You got the, you got the dirty duty. Um, and I'll touch real quick on the, uh, the gates of how we went there and that was uh, close to Dan. Um, that was not in Jerusalem and um, how it was an area. It's a literal, it's a literal place where they set up these temples to other gods and they worship there. And um, when I thought of the gates of hell shall not prevail, when Jesus tells him that, I symbolic, thought of, symbolic, uh, symbolic, right. like he meant, like the, the gates, gates of, of hell. hell. Yeah. That the evil of this world will not prevail, will not prevail against my church. And he was pointing to a it place where they had the gates of, they called, they they called in that day and age, the gates of hell. And you still kind of see the shrines are kind of broken all down now, yeah. but you can see it's a literal place. It's not just symbolic gates right. of hell. Right. I think that's what was cool about Israel that you got to, see like things that he talked about that were literal that he's talking about a a, a thing he's not talking about some symbolism in the days to come he's talking this like Megiddo. he's talking about a battle that in history right he's not a god of time that he's already done it's already completed we just haven't got there yet as people as human beings but he's already he doesn't live in in time um like we do and um so just you know get on that and um Going back to Jerusalem and a cool thing that we saw is that on our last day, they took us to the Mount of Olives. Um, we were able to go to the Garden of Gethsemane and we we're able to pray and just to see how our, our, our Lord and Savior, you know, you know, drops of, of blood, blood due to the agony in his heart for us, you know, for us right. lost right. people, um, saved and unsaved, he died for everybody. But the burden that was upon him, as he sat there and asked the, you know, God, to there be any other way? Let this cup pass. He prayed and he prayed to the Father, and mm. I can see it because I was trying to, fall, I was falling asleep there in the Garden of Gethsemane too. I was following the, the 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 example of the disciples.
0: Uh, I was tired, <laughs>
1: and I said, man, how easily they fell asleep. And he he said, let them and he let them rest, right? Because yeah. he said, you can't even watch with yeah. me one hour. Um, and that was cool just to see they we kind of rented it out, so it was just us in that piece of the garden. Um, as beautiful, as peaceful, as quiet, and he it overlooks Jerusalem. Jerusalem's on the other side through the valley there and uh, how he would be led there to die. And um, and I'll, I'll just close with this. Today is a Passover, and uh, as Christians, we celebrate. Uh, we'll have, remember, the cross service in a couple days. Uh, we celebrate Easter. And, um, I mean, really, it's not Easter. We call it Resurrection Sunday because that is the resurrection of our Lord and savior. And, uh, that's, that's where our hope lies is in the Messiah. Amen. And, um, she took us to Caiaphas house and, mm. uh, Caiaphas was the high priest of the time and, um, never thought really about it, but in his house was like a dungeon and where they tied people up and he was very wealthy and he was the high priest, right. And, uh, very wealthy and, um, where Jesus probably was beaten and um, where he was tortured, where he was kept in a holding cell before they took him to the cross. Right. And uh, just to kind of talk about even the week before when he was tied on a donkey, we, I always thought of a donkey as a, and it's not a pristine animal, right? Right, right. Yeah, yes. it's not the Clydesdales. They don't no. have donkeys. They have no. beautiful horses. It's not, a, it's not a glorious animal. But in those days, it was seen as royalty, like wow, that was, really? it was how royalty rode in on a donkey wow. and how in that time, when he rode to the streets, it was like, just how we talked about earlier, how they said, this is our savior from Roman oppression. He's going to deliver us. this is why they championed him. Yeah, And then he knew that like, that's, they weren't looking at him as a Messiah. That's not what their whole viewpoint was. He's here to save us from our condition, from our oppression, but not our spiritual condition. Mm. They didn't see him for what he was, they saw him as a messiah for something else, and he was the messiah of the world and so he wrote in and then obviously he, you know they said he was blasphemous, and they tried him because he said he was he was God yeah uh, he was the yeah. messiah, and so Caiaphas had him, and then she talked about why what was the role of the high priest you know in what was the role of the high priest, and we thought about it and is to provide the sacrifice and um that's Caiaphas was the high priest, so his job was to provide the sacrifice and in those days like if you had a lamb that was perfect like they babied that lamb sometimes they tied up his legs just so he wouldn't break his leg because
0: then then he's they ruined the sacrifice yeah yeah.
1: so they really took make sure that he you know like you know he wasn't harmed in any way and um she brought this up and i was like wow that caiaphas job was as a high priest was to provide you know the perfect lamb and he did provide the perfect lamb in Jesus Christ. Wow. He delivered wow. him wow. for us ne- all. Never,
0: Pff, never, and that's why I was like, never, wow. Never thought of that, bro. Caiaphas
1: delivered him. Delivered the, the perfect, perfect lamb.
0: lamb. And that was his job.
1: And that's what he, she said. She said, even when you don't want to do the will of God, God can still use you mm. to carry out his will. Wow. And that's what, you know, that's, you see the verses, right? And it says, he's able to use evil for good. And Joseph said, you meant this for evil, but God meant you for good. Caiaphas meant it for evil, but God, that was, he was the just... La- the
0: lamb slain from the foundation. That's yeah. right. He was wow.
1: part of God's plan, even though he didn't even know it. <laughs> he did his job, and he gave us that perfect lamb. So as we celebrate Easter, I mean, Resurrection Sunday, and we celebrate, today's a Passover. You know, I think of that that lamb, right, and just how the blood, and he'll, he passed over the children of Israel in Egypt, and how that precious blood of that perfect lamb, you know, that's how we get access to to heaven right through the forgiveness of his sin, you know, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And, um, that, you know, Rebecca, Rebecca talked to me about it and it just, it just blew my mind when I thought about it. like, wow, he provided the perfect lamb. God used him. Even he, he was evil, but God meant that for good and used it for that. All of us might, you know, have eternal life. And, um, that's what I would just, that was like the last thing we saw before we left. And that was just a powerful message that, That left with us and um if you want to know more about the trip i definitely can i'll I'll even buy you lunch and uh fill you in show you some pictures but uh, a lot of neat things that god really opened my eyes and rebecca uh, says like hey it's like the wizard of oz it's black and white and then i went to israel and uh turned to color. color and that's what they said there's there's the four gospels of the bible and then the fifth gospel is going to israel and seeing what god did there and
0: that's jerome said that but that's awesome, bro. I, I I hope I can go. Uh, I would love to go uh, here in a couple of years, uh, should the Lord Terry, but uh, like you said, I wouldn't be mad if he came.
1: You will go see t- it one tonight. day, right? Amen. Well, we'll see the new Jerusalem. The right? new and Jerusalem. That's going to be perfect, you know.
0: There'll be no done with a rock on there, brother. it will oh, be the temple. amen, brother. <laughs> amen, brother. So, so I, I, I wanted to kind of close with this, uh, uh, if, if it's okay. Uh, the Road to Emmaus is, is, is one of my favorite, uh, uh, just this... Uh, stories in in the scripture and this is after you know jesus rose uh from the dead um so if it's okay i want to just read through this really quick just as we close up um with this episode and it says uh this is uh this is luke chapter 24 verse 13 through 35 it says now that same day two of them were going to a village called emmaus about seven miles from jerusalem and they were talking with each other so these are a couple of the disciples okay uh, about everything that had happened and they talked and discussed these things with each other and Jesus himself came up and walked with them but they they were kept from recognizing him so Jesus somehow I don't know masked himself I don't know how I mean he's he's Jesus he can do whatever he wants and he asked them what are you discussing together as you walk along and they stood they stood still and and their faces downcast and one of them named Cleopas asked him are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened in these last in these uh in these days what things he asked so jesus is kind of playing the part right (laughs) Uh, about about jesus of nazareth they replied he was a prophet powerful in word and deed before god and all the people and the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem israel again like we were Mm -hmm. talking about and what is more is that the third day Is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen visions of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish are you? How slow and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not Messiah have to suffer these things and enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. So it's interesting. He, I mean, he's telling his own story, right? I mean, he's, he knows the scriptures in and out. He's God, yeah. uh, you know, and, and so he's, he's explaining it to them. And these guys are like, what? <laughs> what? Who is this guy? Yeah. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if, as if he were going further. But they were, they urged him strongly, stay with us for it is, it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went and stayed with them. And when he was at the table with them, he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. Hmm. And he began to give it to them. And their eyes were opened and they, they recognized him. And then he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened, opened the scriptures to us. Can you imagine Jesus preaching to you? I mean, you're just, I mean, you talk about illumination when, just when you go to Israel, just cause you see everything. Can you imagine yeah. Jesus being the narrator, you know, and they got up and they returned to Jerusalem and they found the 11 of those, uh, with them assembled together and saying, it is true. The Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus recognized them when he had broke the bread, so I just love this story. Uh, it's it's just uh, it's neat that there's these t- two disciples and they're just walking down the road. And I mean, Jesus didn't have to appear to them. I mean, he appeared to five hundred, he appeared to the twelve. Um, and, and who are these guys? But Jesus thought to to appear to these two guys, and he opened up the scriptures to them. He talked with them, and and uh, I, I just think it's a neat story. It, it's just um, you know after Jesus' resurrection. All of these different uh, uh, sightings—it's—it's um, it's, how can it not be true? How can it not be true? And that's
1: what the Apostle Paul said, right? This thing was not done
0: in the corner, like it, it's known. It is. Um, I mean, you think about you think about a trial. You know, you have five hundred witnesses that are, and their stories all lined up. I mean, it's a slam dunk. I mean, and that doesn't ever happen. That never happens in a, in a trial in a court of law. We have maybe two or three witnesses, and their their stories line up. But there's five hundred witnesses, and then some. I mean how could it not be true I mean why would the disciples choose? definitely
1: beyond a reasonable doubt
0: well why would the disciples choose to 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 die for a lie? I mean they they suffered tremendously as well um so so but the uh, think of
1: Simon Peter too right he says the Lord has risen and appeared to Simon and this like I said he he forgave him restored him he, he restored, restored him, him because he was broken fellowship because he betrayed the Lord right um yeah and I just I, I look at this and just how he, they had immediately recognized him. And that's when we say that verse of freedom that last. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. creature. Behold, oh. all things become new. And I kind of emphasize that behold, because that's to me what it is. Like you recognize him for your Lord and savior. He mm-hmm. becomes your Messiah. Um, and that's what I was just like, that's why that, when I say that verse freedom the that Last, that's kind of how I see it. Like, wow, my eyes were opened to his truth, to the Lord. Um, but it, I mean, that's a part, that's a, you know, now as we celebrate, right? We have reason to celebrate resurrection Sunday so I mean, because of this passage yes. here, because he showed himself. Yes. And I didn't need God to be validated, right? God doesn't need validation from Sasa. No. But when I went there, it was like, man, everything that he said is true. Like, wow, this is he talked about this. This is it just was like another verification of me and just saying, Wow.
0: Well, and and, and I think it's not it's, it's not just the verification, but it grows your faith. Absolutely. Your faith is just like boom. And I
1: say, if you have the opportunity to go to Israel, like our church, Lord willing, is planning to go in two years, um, and you want to go, you know, hit me up, and we'll see. We we'll keep we'll keep you in the loop. Yep. But I just think it's it's a very just like, and people. This girl asked me yesterday at work, one of my uh, you know employees. She said, "Are you a Christian?" And I said, "Yes, I'm a Christian." And she said, "Is it, it was this just was just for religious purposes? Are you religious?" I said, I don't like to call myself religious. I like to say that I have a personal relationship with, with, with Jesus Christ Amen. and yeah. it's, it's a relationship just right. like, you know, just if you, if you know, my dad, when we go somewhere, he'll point out his house, it's kind of by Lolo's and he said, this is where I grew up and you're like, Oh, or my mom, this is where my mom grew up and you like get to know them in a deeper way. And that's that's what it was for me. I said it's about relation. It's about knowing where, right. where my you know savior was, where he walked, where he was born, what he talked about, yeah, and how I could look in the scriptures, and and that's one thing I learned. Like those guides, like I'm I'm pretty bad on my scripture, <laughs> obviously. That I need, I got a lot of work to do, a lot of study to it's, do to they get some help to you. Yeah, they just, ooh. <laughs> even the pastors wouldn't even answer their questions. Ooh. They just kept quiet. <laughs> they could, and sometimes they knew the they would say the answer, but sometimes she blew your mind like. Uh, you know, well, I mean, <laughs>
0: the the whole Caiaphas thing, bro. I, I, I was a little bit mind blown with that. I that gave me chills, never bro. Never thought of that. Never thought of that. Or even the Peter thing. You know, I, I always thought he was fearful. You know, I thought well, he's fearful or the gates of hell. I mean, all these different things. I uh, just yeah. had different perspective on it, just because obviously I've never been there. Um, but I'm, I'm really uh, I'm excited. I, I love I loved hearing the stories and and uh, you've you've opened my eyes even just just uh, yeah, by That's witness. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, so it's pretty awesome. Thank you for that opportunity to go. It's a blessing. Amen to that, brother. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, for listening in to this episode. Uh, if you get a chance, visit us at AbundantLife.fm. If this episode has been a blessing to you, would you do me a quick favor? Would you uh, hit that subscribe button uh, and give us a like, if you can, on uh, on YouTube? And uh, we will see you in the next episode. Yep, happy Resurrection Sunday. Happy Resurrection Sunday. He is risen. Amen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Abundant Life Podcast. We pray you were blessed by today's episode. Please visit us online at AbundantLife.fm. Until next time, may God bless you.